I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Fantasy Premier League tips for game week Four. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Adam Cleary and Andy Murray from What Culture Football to give you all the tips you need for this weekend's action. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. For gents, we're into game week four of Fantasy Premier League. Two men around this table currently sit second in the What Culture Office League. And Andy Murray's here too. So, uh, hey. how are we feeling so this far? This has been a game week three for me. Was a nice reminder of exactly what like fantasy football is because I did quite well in game 40, week one. 37, 40, yeah, 40 yeah. points. And then I had an absolute belter in two. Went top of every league I was in almost. And then right, well actually, you know, why don't you make any real changes for this? Because actually, three looks like been a really good week. So I'm just going to keep it nice and gentle. And then just yeah, done a curled one out on the nice posh rug, haven't they? And then died. That's basically 37 points. I was going to say, we, we all captained Kane. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, putting a lot of faith in Tottenham Hotspur to not screw it up against the worst team in the universe. And they screwed it up against the worst team in the universe because they are Tottenham Hotspur and they are never going to change. Basically, I ha- captained Harry Kane because he was about putting aside the whole Newcastle thing because he was about to play a defence at home that shipped three goals to Norwich away. Mm-hmm. Surely Spurs do something with that, but in, I mean, you got to hold your hands up. Uh, Newcastle actually had a really, really good defensive yeah. display. Yeah. Spurs looked, well, I mean, we've done a podcast specifically on how bad Spurs looked and how troubling that is going to be for them. So, in hindsight, should have known better, but yeah, no, didn't. Didn't know better at all. Uh, what are you planning this week then? Wholesale changes? No, or because still? I've done this game long enough now to know that you don't panic unduly. Like I would need, I think I would need four consecutive crap weeks to start thinking about my wild card. It's, One crap week is not like the end of the world. I was going to say, either of you like myself, where you're in a uh, WhatsApp group with your mates and there's already been one person whose trigger finger for the wild card has already See, been itching. The, the thing is, because you get another one in January now, I don't think it's the worst idea. If you've made a really terrible start and you've had like crap week after crap week, even three weeks in, I... I would go for it. I've done it before in the past. I did it in the season I won the league, in fact. Shout out to a friend of mine who uh, decided, you know what, sod it, wholesale changes, Burn wild card, game yeah. week four, made all the changes, forgot forgot to click wild card, and cost himself about 20 points. So uh, <laughs> 20? 
something like that. It was pretty, pretty brutal. Uh, before we get into our plans for the week ahead, we should uh, do a bit of business. We should give a shout out to Sagar Sedhain. I hope mm. I've got that name right. Who uh, manages Shadow Recruit? Scored seventy three points this week. Has two hundred and thirty seven points nice. uh, overall, and is currently top of the What Culture Fans League. If you haven't joined joined already, let's be honest. There's still a chance to join and probably pass all three of us. So make sure you join. Uh, the link for it is probably on at What Culture FC's Twitter. It's probably the easiest place to go for that. And on the one hand, we giveth, the other hand, we taketh away. We should give a mention to Osley Beatty from the <laughs> What Culture office, who scored a grand total of nine points this week. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to laugh. That's not that many less than I, you know, a man who took a tea regime and like planned yeah. out his team. I didn't get that much more than he did. So, uh, Captain Shea Adams, top scoring with four points for him. I should point out, Osley BT, not a huge football fan, but a huge F1 fan. And hence, his entire team is named after uh, F1 oh, uh, drivers. Okay. So, yeah, that would make sense. I thought he'd clicked random Phil, which would make it impossible to get nine points, theoretically. No. But random Phil is doing uh, rather well, yeah, actually. Yeah, random Phil yeah. is doing very well. He's, he's, again, Chambers and Smith. His banter well. team featuring the likes of Bong and Dong and all the usual all the guys. suspects. Uh, yeah, balancing out. But uh, Andy Murray, yeah, uh, l- looking at the fixtures this weekend, where where can you see points being oh. scored? Early kickoff on uh, Saturday is, of course, Man United travelling to Southampton. You've got Martial uh, in your team. Yeah, although he's a bit of an injury risk at the moment mm. as well. I don't know, Man United have very much, apart of the Chelsea game aside, have so far been the Man United of the second half of last mm. season, unfortunately. So... Martial has been in wonderful form and you had the good choice in the first week. Pick this guy on your team on the first week we did this podcast. It's paid off so far. Um, yeah, Southampton are a bit wash. Uh, I've seen a lot of people transferring Angus Gunning in goals because he's 4.5 million and all this stuff. But looking at it, like you, Chelsea games so far have been high scoring. They've been high banter. They're going up against Sheffield United and they're wacky overlapping centre-backs. So... I think they're, you know, bringing in a Mason Mount who is just a good player, it seems. Loads of people will have that idea. Same goes for uh, big-time Tammy Abraham. Mm. 7.1 million off the mark. Although he's going to rotate with Big Sexy a little bit. Well, this is the thing. I've got Tammy Abraham as well because Chelsea's fixtures beyond simply the the Sheffield United game look really, really good. I think they've only got one of the top six in the next five or six, maybe even seven games. And Mason Mount, as you say, looks like he's far too good for the championship last mm-hmm. year. He looks like being the one real standout player, uh, maybe more than Pulisic this season. But Tammy Abraham, he has started all the games so far, not, not including yeah. the Super Cup. And if they're really committed to him and he's going to play every game up front for Chelsea, and they're going to have a really nice little run, he might not be the best, it might not be the worst bit of business yeah. to do. Like, I think. It's, it's still hard to know exactly where Chelsea are because I thought they'd be a lot more solid than they would be attacking, but instead they've just been this all-guns blazing, have a really good spell in the first half, try and get all your goals, but really, really shaky at the backside. So it's difficult. I can't, in all good faith, lump in on Chelsea just yet, but I do have an eye on Mason Mount and Tammy Abraham. Yeah, there's quite a few players like that. Mount and Abraham have <clears throat> already gone on my watch list as a result of that. And you have a watch list? Yeah. Utilize the uh, watch this feature that you can just keep it, keep a track. Didn't know that existed. Didn't know that existed. Look at this, come on, guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at your side, 
is it a case of, of rotating? Because you, know, you, you and I both went heavy on the Bournemouth players because they had this easy to start of the season and they, in, in spin, you know, is, Callum Wilson has, has delivered on it on occasion, but Fraser hasn't, King hasn't for me, Rico sits yeah. on the bench. The thing is, I wanted to go three full players from Bournemouth and Everton because we did at the start of the season, between their first 20 games between them, so only three of the top six were in there. But Everton have been fantastic at the back, like this weekend aside, Pickford and Dinier both got clean sheets, Dinier got an assist as well. Uh, Callum Wilson's been excellent for Bournemouth, but Calvert-Lewin was, I really thought I was being really clever with Calvert-Lewin because Everton spent all this money on creative players who lay on chances and do things like that, didn't buy a centre forward, then they gave Calvert-Lewin the number nine channel. You know what? He's going to start every game for them. Obviously, uh, Keon's come in and he might do that. I think he started in the uh, League Cup of the week, but... He's done nothing. He's been one, two points every single week. And I'm just, his price is dropping and dropping and dropping. I'm like, no, they've still got some good games <laughs> left. And I just, I might have to cut my losses on that. But you can't even do it with Everton because they've scored one goal all season. Yeah. Like, it's good they got four against Lincoln last night. But you look at that side and there's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of good work on the ball. There's a lot of defensive solidity. But I can't see where the goals are coming from. There's a painter, but there's not a paintbrush. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly it. There we go. Well, there's lots of paintbrushes, but no painter. One of the two. Something. Yeah. 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 The, the, the difficulty I have looking at this weekend, aside from, say, the Chelsea and the Man City games, it's really tough to call yeah. which way some of these games are going to go. I mean, look at the Sunday games. Everton, Wolves uh, and Arsenal, Spurs. A lot of people will have players from those teams and are, are not unsure whether or not, you know, who they're going to perform, whether or not they'll have, you know, the League Cup will have taken something out of some of the teams or, you know, with Wolves, obviously, European football. It's tough. It's really tough to, to, to rotate. And it's the, it always seems the case that you the players you take out inevitably then do well. Yeah, like the Arsenal Spurs one is a particular head scratcher because a lot of people after the other week will have brought in these flashy new Arsenal signings like mm. Ceballos and Pepe, who has all the step overs in the world and who I already love. Um, but they're, you know, they're playing Tottenham, right? And Tottenham theoretically are the speedier team over the past few seasons. But Harry Kane loves scoring against them. Yeah, yeah but they, they played wash against Newcastle last week. So you have a dilemma with Spurs as well because Walker Peters last week looked like a really smart pickup because he, he was did, cheap yeah. and a starter and, you know, safe bets in Harry Kane and Big Toby at the back. But I don't know, man. That that game is one I will try to avoid at all costs with players. This it's, a, it's a weird one because we did the Spurs podcast earlier in the week and they've taken 15 points from their last 15 games. So despite wow. Yeah, exactly. So despite how much you look at that and think, oh, big test for Arsenal, you probably maybe fancy Spurs to mm -hmm. edge it because they look more of the finished article than Arsenal do at the minute. But they're not picking up results. They're not doing particularly well. That could honestly be the game where Arsenal finally kind of kick it up a gear. Because like, they looked unconvincing against Newcastle, but did yeah, enough with a weak yeah. inside. They've been a bit hit and miss as things have gone on. But genuinely, a Spurs team that sort of has the audacity to kind of go for them a bit and leave a bit of space in behind could really, really get their pants pulled down in that match. So I think if people have gone for Arsenal players last week, I would probably stick with them this week. Is it a week uh, where people will stack their team full of Man City players? Uh, is it a week where the Premier League is happening? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm already... I, I've been unsure about Zinchenko's long-term future. He was the easy way into that Man City yeah. defence for everybody. I was sort of unsure about whether or not they'd keep with him, whether they would rotate him quite a lot or whatever. So I wanted Walker Peters in because I thought he looked a lock-in for Spurs. But I'm already thinking about getting him back. Like, it was a complete, yeah. complete idiotic move on my part and I shouldn't have bothered. Yeah. Waste of two transfers, that. 
City's a good shout. I think low-key Newcastle might be a really good shout this weekend as well. Watford are terrible. They're washed. They've had a really quite a minging start so far. Joe Linton literally ran himself to the point of collapse he was brilliant uh, against Tottenham yeah. that was spectacular yeah. that in the last minute Paul Dummett Paul Dummett as well yeah and uh, after watching Newcastle they lost last night in the League Cup but they looked pretty damn good against what was pretty much a full full strength Leicester yeah, team yeah it wasn't a particularly rotated so, Leicester side they yeah. looked very again sort of finding that stability they had under Rafa Benitez where you know maybe if they're not going to be all that adventurous going forward they are at least incredibly tough to break down and that Leicester side had Tielemans had Perez had Vardy mm-hmm. pretty much their Madison yeah, yeah Madison as well pretty much their starting attackers and I don't remember Carl Darlow making a save in that match particularly. I was going to say, certainly second half-wise, I thought when I was talking about it afterwards, I was thinking, Newcastle should have probably edged that in normal time. But yeah, uh, yeah, unfortunately, lost on penalties there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, Andy Murray, I've got two words for you. Timu Puki. Yeah, he's still doing it, isn't he? He's, he's one of those players it. who I, went, I, I distinctly remember. We did, I think it was Game Week 2 podcast. I said, oh, Timu Puki, he seems like a good idea. And then I managed, in the time it took us to record this and then go around the corner, I convinced myself, I was like, I'll look good if he does anything, but I won't put him in my team. Cause, and then he did something, and I thought, oh, yeah. bollocks, should have probably yeah. put him in. And then I thought, I think they had another, they had yeah. Chelsea or someone ne- the next game week or whatever, and I thought, well... That's it. It's coming to an end. Yeah. He's absolutely flying. Yeah, it's mental. It, like it's it's an insane little thing to me, and it shows just how weird football is. Because, like I said before on this podcast, I used to watch it. Well, I didn't used to watch him every week, but I watched him at Selic, and he was awful mm. a few years ago. Now he's banging them in in the Premier League and looks like an incredible goal poaching centre forward. Um, I don't see really any. You you know, the bubble might burst at some point. This might be another Ami or Zaki where he bangs them in in the mm-hmm. first half and or a Michu and kind of fades away in the second. But for now, I don't think there's any real reason to keep him out. And the same goes for teammates as well. That Cantwell at 4.7 million great, yeah. looks tremendous. Goal last week. I think he got an assist the week before. Like Norwich are great value at the moment. They really are. We said this at the start, but you quite often find now, we look at what Fulham did. They stacked their team full of like, they really spent money trying to stay in the league. 
you know, we infamously did here. Did Fulham win the transfer window or something along those lines? But they basically took this side that had played so well in the championship, completely dismantled it, threw in a load of players. Some of them stuck, some of them didn't, and they had no real identity or style of play, and they were absolutely mullered in the Premier League. Whereas what we're seeing now with Sheffield United, Norwich, uh, Newcastle to an extent when they came up, pretty much every side come up, that comes up now sort of realises that the disparity in quality between the bottom 10 teams in the Premier League every season and the top four or five in the Championship isn't really all that much. So if you keep your side together, you don't spend too much money, you kind of keep doing what you're doing, you sort of catch enough teams off guard and you're competent enough to play this system that you can kind of pick up 15, 20 points by Christmas and that's half the battle done. Yeah. You've got yourself in really good stead. Teams do figure you out eventually. You might have to change your style. You might have to play a bit more conservatively, but you can kind of ride this crest of a wave out of the championship and catch mm-hmm. other teams out. And I think that's what we're seeing with Norwich here because the Liverpool game at the start of the season was all but one player, I think, had played the last game of the championship mm-hmm. season. I think the Pookie thing's quite interesting, though, because it's really well, it's really funny when you say it in a northeast accent as well. Pookie! 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 I'm going to get Pookie in my fantasy team, like... Um, I read a thing saying Norwich specifically signed him, not because of his record or anything like that, but because the chances he did take at other clubs were very similar to the chances they created with this, their uh, really? style of play. Moneyball. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't so much that he was like... Pookie ball. Yeah, Pookie <laughs> ball. It wasn't so much that he was scoring this goal or that goal or that goal, it was, but we lay on these types of chances. Mm. And he is not great. He's not a great header of the ball. He's not like, doesn't do this, doesn't do that. But he does seem to do quite well with these specific chances. And that's mm-hmm. why that's why they went for them. And if they're going to play that same style of football, then until Norwich get figured out, until this style of football gets figured out, it's going to keep creating chances for him, which, as we've seen already, he is very good at putting away. Uh, late kickoff on Saturday sees Liverpool travel to Turf Moor to face Burnley. Um Ashley Barnes, another name who's yeah, flown out of the One of the great bastards of the Premier League, um, Ashley how Barnes. Think, how are you feeling him. about that game with, with, with Liverpool players, especially? Because I think the majority of people have got Salah. I look around this table and I'm the only one, I realise. <laughs> I've stuck with Salah uh, and I'm inclined to do so again, possibly even hovering over the I captaincy. Don't, I honestly armband. don't know how you afford Salah and Sterling and Kane in the same team. That's just baffling to me. Zandy Silva, Zandy mate. That's Silver, the yeah, reason. That's, that's the, there's your answer. And Button on the bench. <laughs> I've got Button on the bench. Oh, okay. I've got uh, Button. Lundstrom and Kelly on my bench. So, yeah. it's um, The Liverpool situation is rather tricky because the defenders just haven't been racking up points so far. Alexander, I always call him Alexander Armstrong. Alexander Arnold <laughs> got an assist last week and... Um, Andy Robertson, I think, is a solid source of two points for me every mm. single week so far. You, you Same have, with Van Dijk for me. Yeah, and again, it's the impact of Allison being missing and not being able to play out from the back, a topic we've spoken about several times on here mm. before. I don't think that there's such, you know, the Robertsons and uh, Alexander Arnold's are a safe bet until he comes back. I will say Robertson, I noticed, has actually gone down in price which, I mean, this year, three or four weeks into a season to actually lose value on a player is fairly extraordinary. Yeah. Calvert-Lewin, he's dropped him, He's dropped like 0.2 million because he's done absolutely nothing. That's but what? Liverpool have been winning all these games and yet Andy Robertson's now being sold off at such a rate he's getting cheaper. Mm. It's quite incredible. It's crazy, really. isn't it? Yeah. Now, uh, now I, I would actually say Liverpool will... They are a really solid side when yeah. they're playing at full tilt and they will eventually start doing that. If you're tempted... 
I think now might actually be a good time to buy Liverpool players because their, their value is going down. So you can probably nick them a little bit of a cut price. The Wolf of Wall Street over here. Like uh, it. Arguably someone who's flown a little bit under the radar, maybe up until last weekend, is Sebastian Haller for West Ham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he scored over 10 points, I think possibly 11 points last weekend. Two goals, wasn't it? Two yeah. tappings. And uh, he's got, obviously got Norwich. They, they're at home against West oh, Ham, are at home against Norwich. And I think they've got another one of the promoted sides following that, or you know, certainly a bottom half side following that. Is he one that fans should consider? Yeah, absolutely. Particularly as I've just described his wonderful overhead kick as a tap-in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Michael Sidgwick spoke a little bit about him. said he brought him in at the beginning of the season as a potential differential. And um, he hadn't really done anything, one or two points in the first two games. Now, however, with an attack built firmly around him, £45 million striker, starts scoring goals. Makes sense. Well, as he's already scored two goals in his first few games, he's already like streets ahead of most of those yes. other West Ham centre-forwards you very proudly brought in a list of. <laughs> In the past, he does look. It's one of them. I think it will take West Ham a while to sort of properly get on his wavelength. I think if you look at precisely the dynamic uh, Norwich have with Pookie, I think West Ham would kill for that kind of synergy with a centre forward. They've literally never, ever, ever had it. He could get there, but I'm not looking at him yet because I just think he'll be very streaky. I can see him getting two goals here, then nothing for five or six mm. games. I'm very much one of those players that we all have who does well. Then you bring them in, they do nothing. You take them out. And then well, they this is the thing. Well this again. is why I haven't gone for Pookie because I saw the first. I thought he played particularly well against Liverpool, but not so well. You were desperate to get him in your no. side. Then he got the hat against Newcastle. Oh, all these idiots will be lumping in on him now. Uh, it's not going to last. Not going to last. And of course, he popped up with more points yet again this week. And no reason he can't get something against against West Ham. And I, I did this with Jimenez last season. I was like, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. And I waited and waited and waited. And I finally gave in and bought him for like two million more than I could have had at the start <laughs> of the season. It's just one of those. Uh, just... I, I, we almost have one of them. Uh, you've, you've got Jimenez. I distinctly remember the year that uh, Leicester won the league. Vardy, Vardy. and uh, definitely Mares. Mares, I went, yeah, nah. Yeah, he's he's going to get found out sooner or later. And that effectively cost me um, uh, hundreds of points. Yeah. Yeah, have you ever had a player like that? Uh, ben Davies for a year in Tottenham <laughs> was somehow one of the highest scoring defenders in the league, and um, every single week I was like, "It's, it's Ben Davies." He's like bang average top four one, left back. One what's, player what's that on? I've avoided this season, who I normally sort of entrust um, if money allows, and arguably possibly could be turned into this week is Sergio Aguero. Yes, because mm. a lot of speculation about, oh well, is he, you know, is he slowly winding down? Is he, you know, not maybe not his career wise, but in terms of prominence in that Man City side you said you mentioned all the goals can come from all over the pitch De Bruyne Sterling obvious choices um, and the, the Jesus uh, question as well whether or not he's going to be more rotated is this a week to bring Aguero in? I think if you're going to bring him in any week you bring him in this week because he absolutely loves scoring goals against the smaller sides mm. in the league like he's not well I say he loves scoring goals against absolutely everybody but Aguero has a habit of racking up hat-tricks with assists and getting I think if you go back through all the top scoring game weeks last season I think Aguero's four of them and they're in these kinds of games where mm. he's just absolutely pulverised some like rabble eleven some of complete thorks, pews. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to say the Brighton on. I don't think Brighton are going to do much better than they did last year. Mm -hmm. They certainly look to have their. It's thing is right. It's really difficult four weeks in to say anything about these teams because of this anomalous one win, one draw, one loss. Yeah, everybody with the exception. What was it you said told me ten teams. Ten teams are on four points <sighs> with a win, a draw, and a loss. Like Watford must be sitting there. A completely disbelieving that they've done nothing, but also at the same time. They are four points off, like the top six at the minute. <laughs> like Newcastle United won against great victory against Spurs. They went, they went away to Spurs and they won. They went up from twentieth to nineteenth. 
But at the same time, we're a point away from Man United in fifth. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's such a <laughs> baffling season. That it's hard to really make these sweeping statements about, like, oh, well, this club looks like they're going to do this this year. This club looks like they're going to do this this year. You've really got to focus in on the individuals. Mm. Like, West Ham could end up 15th or 5th. Yeah. It's whether or not Hall is going to get you some goals in amongst all that. And same with same with every club that's kind of outside of the top two. Uh, final question for both of you. Who is getting the captain's armband this week? I've already captained someone, and that is Raheem Sterling, because I am a basic white girl, and I drink pumpkin spice latte. I will undoubtedly captain Raheem Sterling, because he is currently the most deadly player in the Premier League, and they're playing Brighton. However, I will say that if I've learned one lesson repeatedly, it's the fact that Harry Kane let me down so badly last week, and he's in a much tougher game away from home this week, I should leave the armband on him because he will get a hat-trick against Arsenal. <laughs> is, it, yeah, is it a case of putting the, the armband on Sterling to guard against other teams more than scoring yourself double points? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's such a weird little game week. I think you've kind of got to go Play first. Safe, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. But at the same time, you know, as like a million cliched people have said before me, fortune favours the brave. Yeah. So take does. a risk. It's going it to pay does. off. I'm going to be there stressing over my team at 11am on Saturday So morning. Captain Pookie, no. that's what we're saying. Yes. Barkley, is it? Barkley, uh, he dropped in, I think, because of... I think he came in at the very last minute. He's, he's, he, that is the problem position. For, well, there's a lot of problem positions. You could look <laughs> at that team. But he's, in, he's that sort of £6 million player. There's no real standouts as of yet. But uh, John McGinn? John McGinn is McGinn, the yes, one. McGinn, is, to be fairness, in fairness, has been... He got that goal against Spurs on the first week. He, uh, got the, he did the business against Everton this week. He's currently been... Him and Dinier have probably been my two best pickups this season. Yeah. yeah. John McGinn's this season's Ryan Fraser. Inexplicably good Scottish midfielder. And I was right about, I was right about Kevin De Bruyne. Three, three weeks, three, three returns now. Very yeah, proud of that. Very, very good. Uh, right, let's Look go. how good I am saying one of the best players <laughs> in the world would be good at FPL. KDB is all right. Uh, <laughs> let us know your tips for this uh, game week in the comment section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Watch there, follow all three of us. You can follow Adam Cleary at... Adam Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. You can follow Andy Murray at... Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Heaton, Tom, not the place in Newcastle. Very good. You can follow me at Adam Wilwin. You can follow us all at WhatCultureFC. And don't forget to subscribe to WhatCultureFootball for daily football podcasts. My thanks to Andy Murray and Adam Cleary. Thank you for watching and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 